Hello, my friends, and uh, welcome back to uh, the third episode of the new year of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. Today, we're going to read an article from Crisis Magazine by Sean Fitzpatrick. It's uh, from December 31st, 2021, and we're going to, uh, the article is called Ringing Out Another Wild Year, and I think we're going to like it. Uh, it's going to give us a little, I'm going to read the whole thing, and then uh, we'll kind of reflect a little on it, uh, just to, I think we're going to talk about some of the events, so I don't want to make it too long by stopping at every paragraph, but I want to read the whole thing. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll reflect on some of the, the topics, okay? We're going to reflect on it. So, let's begin. All right, Crisis Magazine, December 31st, 2021. Ringing out another wild year, Sean Fitzpatrick. While there is a long-standing tradition to ring in the new year with bells that peal in, in uh, salute of a new year, with new opportunities and new resolutions, there is also a tendency to wring our hands over the year past. And while Catholics are often all too ready to wring, perhaps there is another ringing we should undertake as we ring in 2022. Let's consider some of the main new news events that gave Catholics concern or comfort in 2021. Through all the lens of Alfred Lord Tennyson, famed 1850 through the lens of alfred lord tennyson famed 1850 new year poem ring out the wild bells and and from it let us judge uh carefully what we must celebrate and what we must condemn and what we as faithful catholics must gear up our loins for as we head into 2022 Ring out the wild bells to wild sky, the flying clouds of the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out wild bells and let him die. 2021 was not much of an improvement over the infamous 2020. The times remained as wild and weird as ever. And the call to advance towards the rational and righteous light of life in our culture remains as strong as Catholics, as strong as Catholics. We believe that death is a portal to life. So we welcome the passing of things as moments of resurrection in 2021. Uh, 2021 is dying out under the indifferent uh, poles of clouds and frost of political vendettas and pandemic variants. And the only thing that can promise is breaking up of foreshadows and shackles in the attitude of courage and hope onwards. Ring out the old, ring in the new, ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the false, ring in the true. Ring in. Okay, hold on. Ring in 2022 with a happy determination not to fall to sloth, that wintry vice that despairs over difficulty of virtue. Let us let old grievances die so that we can assist in the grace of Christ that makes all things new again in the wild miracle of salvation. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Lord, and the way 
to life is truth, so be it. Ours is an age of prescribed falsehood and intentional ambiguity, which are the devil's chief tools in bewildering those who would find the solid ground of light and wrong, reality and unreality. Let us stand firm on what we know to be true regarding sex, life, and love, and begin to take what steps we can uh, away from the seemingly comfortable confusion of the world. Ring out the grief that seps the mind for those that here we see no more. Ring out the feud of rich and poor. Ring in the redress to all mankind. The division that defines our society are so much divisions of mind that are often willful and wily. To, to be a racist or intolerant or homophobic or Republican or Democrat are all weaponized terms that are meant to marginalize and to use hamless words spread composed, spread composed on the weeds to make them rancor. George Floyd was not a race martyr, though he was a victim of Derek Chauvin's culpable neglect. It is finished. It is finished. Kyle Rittenhouse was a child thrown into a government-sanctioned terror event and thankfully was given the redress that a child deserves. Rise above the feud. Ring out slowly dying cause and ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life with sweeter manners, purer laws. The capital insurrection of January 6th is constantly foisted as a brainwashing tactic to paint the right red with blood when it was nothing more than a foolish frenzy of frustrated citizens. The trouble is agreeing to the truth. We can all find relief that Theodore McCarrick was dragged into court to answer for his secrets of sexual misconduct. Truth prevails. Why then? When the truth is spoken boldly by Father James Altman, he's banished. We are better than that and, and should act like it. We are all Americans. Some of us are Catholics. Many of us are Christians. We are all at least believers in decency and citizens. Let us grieve for what is tra tragic, but call a spade a spade and grind out the fabricated divisions of class, race, religious bickering, and political posturing, and let all that is woke, whether in growing dawn of truth and law, it is never too late. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithless coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournfully rhymes, but ring in, ring the fuller minstrel in. Faithless coldness nips sharply at the Catholic bloodstream, with Pope Francis launching an all-out Cold War against the traditional Latin Mass, edging, edging it and its Christ-loving adherence toward exile, and perhaps even a pre-planned schism. The uniquely lukewarm liturgies of the broken Vatican Council are being spitefully paraded and applauded and insisted upon as though they were the emperor's new clothes at the same time austin rose's book proclaims there is no finer time to be a faithful catholic and he's right let us ring like singing minstrels 
on the road with Father Altman and FSSP. Um, okay, there's a lot here. Volbs, Falvis, Habent, et, et, et Volcares, Quitos, Nidios, Filios, Autumn, Huminis, Non Habet, Eb, Cupid, Reclent. I have no idea what I read here, but that's fine. Ring out false pride in place and blood, the civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right. Ring in the common love of good. As a publicly professed Catholic, President Biden should uphold the natural law and protect the innocent lives of unborn babies, especially if he approaches the Lord's table. And despite what Pope Francis allegedly told him in Rome, of course, the highly anticipated USCCB Eucharist document overly sidestepped all over it issues of the day regarding the proper reception of Holy Communion. But scandal and slander, though it be, let us not forget the beams in, in, in our own eyes and let those who eat and drink to their own judgment deal with their conscience now and their God in time to come. Justice will come to those who pray patiently for the common good, as many be proved if Roe versus Wade ends up in the Supreme Court chopping block and after the 2022 ruling of the Mississippi law banning abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Thank you, President Trump. Ring out old shapes of foul disease. Ring out gnawing lust of gold. Ring out the thousands of wars of old. Ring out the thousand years of peace. The time has come for COVID-19 to assume the shape of seasonal flu. Though the lives and livelihoods have been sadly lost, buried somewhere in the pan panic over the pandemic, is a lust for political power and of pharmaceutical gold. Foul feelings over Luke lockdowns, masks and vaccines mandates still fester, and Catholics should stand their ground wherever and however they can against the absurdly and moral compromise. But calmly accepting this strain of sickness for what it is, is the realistic and scientific stance. The, me the media above all wants their war to drag out on like another Afghanistan. But it is old news. Let COVID die let us resist what we must uh, what we must in in an attitude of peace and leave the wild war of the epidemiologists in our wake ring in the valiant man and, and free the large heart and the kindler hand kindler hand ring out the darkness of the land ring in the christ that is to be the thing that makes the catholic faith beautiful is its in, in denominal optimism for us, there is always forgiveness, a chance to begin anew, and the ex expectation of Christ. The world is another unhappy, broken pessimism. The fragments reality is Kemar. Creation is not divided, but unified. Like Don Quixote, we ride forth valiantly in the power of Christian optimism. Christian. Christian ingenuity and the glorious Christian folly that 
perceives the highest realities in the lowliest realities with the larger hearts and kinder hands. We must ring out the brightness of, of great faith in faithless land to, to catechize, convert, and conquer with simple, steady insistence of a, of a ball, of a bell. We ring in the new year with bells rung backwards because we have dreams that are lofty and we believe in them. It is only when the vision is lost, when pragmatism shakes off perfection, when marvelous ideals are replaced with mundane impositions that tragedy sets in, ringing in what Tennyson calls the want, the care, the sin, the faithless coldness of the times. Let us ring in 2022 with joy and instead of wringing in our hands over the misfortune and mindness that infests the past and threatens to infect the future, let us wring out the old year like a rag and keep sco scoring with, with, with a will. Okay. Okay, Sean Patrick is a senior contributor to Crisis and serves on the faculty a Gregory the Great Academy, a Catholic boarding school for boys in Pennsylvania. All right. Okay, we read it. So we can actually go over the second segment about it. We'll go over the parts that we we uh, we can reflect on exactly of the events of the past and what we hope 2022 will be. So technically 2021 is the uh, the tides the uh, the after effects of the storm of 2020? Let's let's not deny that it is absolutely that it is the the after effects of 2020. I mean, now we're doing with Omicron. It sounds like something out of the Transformers movie, and uh, I'm seeing now. Uh, I don't know if they still have the other one, but they um, they uh, took a, a parking lot in my uh not far from my parish um regina patchy on 65th street they have a um a uh, COVID check area where drive in and there are people i saw lines of people so we're still going through that uh i don't know if they still have the uh the other one further down um by 62nd street which used to be where saint rosalia is which was the mother parish of Regina Apache. And that was also a COVID check center. So this is, um, this is really, um, it's not starting off very well. I mean, we just noticed it. My mom and I were going to mass on the epiphany and we couldn't believe it. We saw a whole cars lined up, uh, and then when we left the, the liturgy we left the liturgy we saw lines of people lined up to be checked uh my dear brother came down with the omicron and uh several other uh co-workers at my job came down with the omicron so i don't know how badly affected people are but it seems like um it seems like we're not gonna we're not gonna you know leave this behind um but I do agree with Sean Fitzpatrick that it's just possibly another seasonal flu, but they're making it sound like uh, something 
you know, worse. Uh, and I, I have to agree. I'm not happy that uh, the new mayor of New York, Adams, is actually thinking of mandating uh, the booster. And I really, I'm not impressed with him. I'm not impressed with, with Eric Adams. Uh, he um, didn't sound very strong. He didn't sound, uh, I heard him speak. He didn't sound very, he didn't confident. Uh, he sounded weak. Um, his Some of his talk, you know, the speech, especially when he was talking about the police officer who got shot. He, um, I, get a, I get an impression of him like a deer in headlights. I'm not confident in him already. I, you know, I'm not very confident in what he said. He sounded very weak. And I am not, I, I am not happy about the idea of that he's going to, that he might, he's considering mandating the booster. And if he mandates the booster, that means I have to go get, I already got the, the Moderna, two Moderna shots. And the first, uh, from the first shot, I still have tinnitus ringing in the ear my left ear, and I still get it. It has not disappeared. I'm still suffering from it. And um, I'm hoping that at least I might get an exemption from my doctor. I don't know yet. I haven't spoken to her. This thing has not disappeared. All right. I still wake up with it. Some days it's louder. Some days uh, it's, you know, very noticeable, but I managed somehow to get some sleep. In the beginning, it was terrible. I couldn't. So I know I'm not the only one. There's, there's several people who got it from the Moderna shots. So oh, not just Moderna, but so, uh, could be the Pfizer as well. And I don't know about the Johnson Johnson, but I know I know some people who who got it. So this is not a good sign that if he's gonna if he's gonna mandate it. And um, I know several people from uh, who refused to get it. I know one gentleman, a former supervisor who just got ordained a deacon in the Ukrainian Catholic Church. He is a deeply devout man and he refused to do it. His wife, I think, is a nurse. She refused to get the 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 vaccine shot. I know a supervisor refused to get it. Uh another supervisor. They they don't want to get it. And honestly, I'm okay with them not getting it. I'm not okay the fact that we we're forcing them that they may it may cost them their job. That I think is wrong. I'm not going to hold it against anybody who does get it and I'm not going to hold it against anybody who refused to get it. I wish I was not put in that position. The problem with me is I can I couldn't afford not to work. I have a mom I take care of, I pay the rent, I'm the breadwinner in the house. I think it's terrible that they're forced to do this. I think they're wrong. I think the, the 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 mandate to force them to do this is wrong. All right? I think people should have a choice. You have a right to get it or a right not to get it. That to me is democracy. That to me is the way the way it should have been done. And I think that we we really have done uh I think the the government and this administration and uh, any other local governments, they're wrong to do what they're doing. So that we're still suffering from it and it looks like they're not letting go. They're not going to let go of it. 
And then, of course, we we went through the year with all the the uh, the riots, uh, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Um, then, of course, we're still suffering from the election of twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, of twenty twenty. We're still suffering the elections, the 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 scandal of the election being stolen. I'm in the mind. I'm in the group that believes it has been. I think there was meddling going on. I know there's a lot of people that hate that. There's a lot of people that think that uh, uh, it's a conspiracy theory. Let's face it. There, you can trace back and you can find inadequacies. You can find contradictions. You can find local governments meddling with elections. The Arizona is still talking about it. I believe it was stolen. I believe there was some meddling going on. And uh, seeing Biden's performance and his mental condition collapsing proves to me it's true. Seeing the behavior and seeing the fact that the public, the numbers are dropping on the Biden administration and seeing the public uh, abandoning him, seeing Democrats abandoning him, seeing the the Hispanic community uh, is is abandoning the Democrats, seeing some African Americans are abandoning the Democrats. It's all there. It's all there, and you know you just have to use your logic and reason. I don't have to have proof, uh, every single proof. I think the proof is there. I think if you want to, if you want to, if you want to look at it, if you want to, if you're going to look at it and acknowledge it, either you want to acknowledge it or you don't want to acknowledge it. It's very simple, right? Um, and then of course now we got uh, we're dealing with the uh, with the whole what's going on with the George Floyd thing. This is going to be interesting. What happened to the man was a tragedy. What happened to him was unfortunate. Uh, the police officer who put his knee on the man's neck and uh, how the whole thing was tragic. His death was obviously a result of a drug overdose, but also the result of the police officer's misconduct. At the same time, George Floyd was not a saint. George Floyd had a criminal record. He was, um, he robbed he broke into an apartment with a woman who was pregnant, held a gun to a pregnant woman. He's had a long history of, uh, of uh, involvement in drugs and other uh, crimes involved with it. At the same time, he's not a saint. What happened to him, he was a victim and he was a career criminal. But at the same time, the left dragged a man who and made him into a martyr, made him into an advocate. And at the same time, what's even more insulting is that a friend of mine went into a parish in Manhattan, in Greenwich Village. Uh, I believe it's St. Francis Xavier. And he found an icon of George Floyd on by the altar, along with uh, another a young uh, a woman who was a victim uh, of uh, of a violent incident, and they made and they have icons of them. What's even more insulting is that we have um, one of the bishops down in Texas. I can't remember is um, in Texas. A photograph of him wearing a mask, holding a sign, and taking a knee. The knee. Okay, they they make these these obvious people 
into, may not even be Catholic, made him into unofficial canonized saints of the activists of the left. This is the problem with the the left the the political left side of the church the the liberals they're, they're more politically attuned, and then they make these people the 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 these people who are with criminal backgrounds, questionable backgrounds, and make them into canon, unofficial canonized saints. Social, uh, what do you call it? Uh, activist canonized saints, and they place them inside the church. This is unfortunate. And the fact that we got bishops who are very, very sensitive to the left because this proves their lack of faith. This proves their, their what their intentions are. They don't see Catholicism as a true divine faith. They see Catholicism as a very human institution, much more a political a political tool for a social change and global change. And this proves their intention. This is why they don't preach well. This is why they don't this is why they don't respond to sin well. This is why they're not going to say anything to Joe Biden and any other politician like Nancy Pelosi about their support for abortion, uh abortion and, and same sex marriage because that is the direction they lean. They're, they are of that ilk. They are of that, that cloth. They are of that festering disease. They don't want, they don't believe in, in, in the divine, divine truth. To them, the church is a tool for political, social change. They look at it purely from that cold, modernist, political and social perspective and this is this is this is this is why they have so much scandal i mean think about it if they're going to support abortion and homosexuality if they're going to lean towards uh racial injustice economic injustice lean towards that marxist socialist rank what makes you think they're going to pay attention to sin why why wouldn't they not be good at preaching? Why do you think James Martin is the the spokesperson, the the poster boy of it? Him and him and any other priest or nun. Why do you think you get them constantly trying to change the words of the liturgy to use gender neutral or to refer to, refer to God the Father as both father and mother? Why do you think they're going to pay attention and you, they, they're more comfortable using the word sin and talking about the devil when it comes to uh, in, in social injustice, racial injustice, injustice against LGBT, that, or, 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 or even say, like James Martin referred to homosexuals as a blessing and that they have uh, uh, gifts or they, they, they use even spiritual, theolo positive theological terms about it. They're not, this is, this is what they are. But at the same time, as you have, they are on the far, far left of the, of the, of the ruler, the far, far right 
the, 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 the traditionalist, the Latin mass crowd. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the far, far right where they have t- they 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 are using the latin mass to to divide and and in and and in uh advocate for for schism they are they are definitely they are and and resist and and fight because they are that is true i've i have come to the conclusion th- that I am a traditionalist. I'm I am a traditionalist. I'm not a radical traditionalist, but I am conservative, I am orthodox, and I am traditional. And I I I think the Latin Mass is good. I think the Latin Mass is beautiful. I think the Latin Mass is gorgeous. But is it is it really uh the only form of a of of a of a conservative orthodox traditional Latin mass no because it has changed through the centuries and i'm listening to an audible an audible book where there has been changes there has been changes i mean we know that there are there were there were um flexibility to to the sacra, to to the liturgy there was flexibility from the beginning. You can go back to the first century, even to the Didiac, the Didache or Didiac, however they refer to it. And they had different forms of ways of doing baptism. There was, you can baptize, baptize in the river. You can baptize using warm water or cold water if you can't use warm water. You can sprinkle, you can pour if you're not near a river, you can do that. And there was uh, even in uh, Saint Cyril of Jerusalem, the Bishop of Jerusalem, he was the Patriarch of Jerusalem. We know from his catechism there was a form of receiving Holy Communion in the hand by putting one, making one the throne and the other one uh, the, the, the to receive it. That would continued up to the 800s and it ended around 800. And there was other forms. They dipped, like you know, in the Orthodox East, they cut the bread, they mix it with the wine and they used a spoon to feed the person, the, the Holy Eucharist. There was another form where they dipped the bread into the wine and put it in the person's mouth. Okay, there were different forms of uh, of a liturgical practice to say that traditional latin mass was is the only way and i agree with this fellow on uh reason uh reason and theology is absolutely ridiculous okay because what it is is that it's more a bunch of people finding a a political safe place for themselves or a, to find some camaraderie to sign, to find some social group to belong to like just like we have political groups you got radical right or you got conservative traditional right but not radical you got radical left and you got which basically that's all you have left you have now but of course we'll see what's going to happen and then you have libertarians 
Everybody needs to find a political social group to belong to, to, to find reason and purpose. And then you have, you know, in the church, the same thing. I'm, I'm more right there in the center. I don't, I, I really love the missile that we have. Can there be improvements? There's always improvements. Um, has the Latin, has, has the Novus Ordo, which I agree is a really terrible name for it, the present liturgy that we have now out of, after, out of, out of Vatican II, has it been done? I'm not a liturgist. Don't, don't, I am no way an expert on it. But I think I can say this. I know I can say this. It has never been done properly. And I agree from what reason and theology said. If if you do it the way it's supposed to be done, the priest facing ad orientum towards the altar, if not east, at least towards the altar, I mean towards the tabernacle, excuse me, towards the tabernacle, away from the people, done properly, okay, done properly with a good amount of Latin with some vernacular, meaning English, Spanish, Portuguese, Chinese, Arabic, French, German, whatever, Ukrainian, whatever, Italian, whatever. It doesn't matter. With a proper amount, depending on the region. With Gregorian chant, the proper amount of Latin, the proper amount of uh, the Greek, like the Kyrielision. I love the Kyrielision. I prefer that. You could say the Our Father in Latin or or the vernacular, depending on, uh, on it. With reception of Holy Communion on the tongue, which I think it should be done because we've had too much abuses. Um, we've had a lot of abuses, uh, 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 insults, horrible abuses, neglect. Not all of them deliberate. They're all basically just horrible performances to, you know, get rid of this whole Eucharistic ministry thing. This, you, uh, they could, you know, you could, I think you should have deacons doing it, um, but giving out Holy Communion. But the proper amount, the proper form, the proper way of celebrating the liturgy can be done. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference between that, the, the present liturgy, and what they, uh, the, the Trinitine Mass. The Pope cannot eliminate the the Roman Rite. He cannot uh, uh, eliminate it. He can't. It's he's right that there are schisms. There are people using it for schisms. Is his approach correct? I don't agree with it, but he's going about it the way he is. I can't do anything about it. Can we demand? Our liturgies to be done more properly? Yes, we can. But do you get Catholics? Do, do, are Catholics involved? No. Catholics are lukewarm. Majority of Catholics. They're very lukewarm. But there are a growing amount of good of, of devout Catholics who are involved in it. And I, I wish to get more involved with it. I wish there was. I wish I had the time. But to say... To say that the Pope is going to destroy the Latin Mass, Taylor Marshall is wrong. And Taylor Marshall doesn't always, 
quote things in full. I mean, from what I have discovered, you know, he, he, you know, he, he basically chooses what he chooses his arguments to his own advantage. He's a nice man. I like his book, Infiltration. I think he's, he's chosen a hill to die on. His theology is orthodox, but extreme. Yes. I think he, you know, he, he, you know, he needs to, he, you know, he needs to, he needs to look at himself carefully because if he, you know, I can be guilty of the same thing. If I choose, if I am, I'm fostering or festering division, I could be held guilty for it. I could be judged. I want to be a good Catholic. I want to be a devout Orthodox Catholic, but I don't want to make other people I don't want to spread missing, uh, bad, you know, bad theology. I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to cause division. And I think we have to be careful on that, you know. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Now, we have to go over um, also something else that happened in 2021. And this is important. It's important for all of us. In 2021... Um, some Catholic churches were vandalized, right? Remember, uh, in Queens, there was a, a, a church that, uh, of a statue of Mary that was destroyed. I think one or two statues. There was one in Coney Island, uh, a, uh, Guadal uh, a statue of Our Lady Guadalupe was destroyed. Um, there was a lot of vandalism, a uh, lots of vandalism that happened, uh, in 20 in the year 2020, during the shutdown of the coronavirus, there was, um, you know, and the, this basically shows you, I mean, not to mention the desecration, such as putting a statue, uh, a picture of George Floyd painted like a saint in St. Francis Xavier Church. That was wrong. It sh they should have never have done that, but they did do it. Um having bishops choosing the side of of the left politically the the left the radical left that was wrong taking a knee in in Texas and 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 not to mention we also had people like father James Altman um silenced forced to be quiet i mean uh, church militant has um a couple uh, another priest who burned a gay flag in uh in Chicago, and uh, Cardinal Supich wanted to um, uh, send him off to some uh, uh, center to be uh, reprogrammed. I think it was called St. Luke's Center to sort of send him off, who also happened to be a victim of sexual abuse, this priest. So he's a brave man. But here's the thing. This goes to show you how, how far our, our leaders and which side they, they, which hill they chose to die on. And it goes to show you why they preach the way they do. Like I said, this also shows the division between uh, the leadership and the church. And it also, it also explains the division within the church, within, within, the, within the faithful body. Um, <clears throat> this is something we, we have to uh, pray about because unfortunately... Good priests are being persecuted. 
uh, good faithful are being neglected. Uh, the division uh, between the the uh, the leadership, the the bishops, the cardinals, and the faithful is big. The fact that they refuse to stop Joe Biden, President Biden, from receiving Holy Communion, they refuse to say something about him because of his of his political leanings, and then the fact that they refuse to um, to defend. Uh, the Orthodox faithful. It's it's a divided church, but we got the church that we deserve. All right, we got the church we deserve. We got the leaders we deserve because we're lukewarm. We're lukewarm and we're divided. We're a house divided. We're a church divided. Now, does this mean it has uh, does this mean we can't do nothing? No, we can do something. The first thing for the first things first. One is prayer. We need to start praying and we need to start fasting. We need to start uh getting to know our faith. We have to. That's the number one biggest problem is Catholics don't know their faith. You cannot love what you do not know. And you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give the faith if you don't have knowledge of the faith. And you cannot give faith if you do not have faith. This is something we have to start changing. A lot of Catholics don't know their theology. They don't know, uh, their, they don't know their faith at all. That's the biggest thing. I realize now more than ever, that's why we have to study the catechism. We have to study our catechism. We have to know our Baltimore catechism. We have to, we have to also know our present catechism. That's another thing. This whole thing, I mean, of just the catechism, the Council of Trent and the Baltimore catechism. No. Our present Catholic faith, if you read the Catechism of the Catholic Church that John Paul and Benedict put out, you will find out that that catechism quotes the Council of Trent and quotes the Council of Florence. All right? This whole thing about, about rejecting uh, uh, this present catechism that some people like, Taylor Marshall says, Taylor Marshall is a, I, I'm not condemning him. I love Taylor Marshall. I think he's great, but I don't think he's always right. The, the, the method he's using often, I think, uh, has division. The fact that he, he keeps supporting the SSPX or Archbishop Lefebvre, first of all, there's sexual abuse happening in the SSPX. And that, I believe, he doesn't talk about it. Church Militant mentions the abuses and the victims of the SSPX, and he keeps quiet about it. That makes him questionable. Even um, John Henry Weston in LifeSite News, they support SSPX, and they don't mention the sexual abuse scandal going on in there. The fact that they keep quiet about it 
makes them suspicious and also doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't want to make mention to it, undermines their, their credibility. Okay. And that's something I, I'm, I have to say, I took notice to it right away. Archbishop Lefebvre may be right, but it doesn't mean he had a right to ignore the Pope. It doesn't mean he has a right on his own. I mean, if he wants to defend the Latin Mass, if he wanted to defend the old liturgy, then he could have done within the realm of obedience. And that means sticking within the realm of the church. SSPX is more like a cult. They're still Catholic. Their um, their uh, uh, sacraments are valid, but they 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 don't play. They they don't follow. They don't they don't follow obedience of faith, which means still obeying the Pope. They want the they want the Pope to come down to their level. And I think that in some cases, the way Taylor Marshall goes about it. Can't it, it seems still like a Protestant, like a Protestant, <clears throat> and that's troublesome. But still, he's still great, and I will continue to listen to him. I will continue. He he says some good things, and he says a lot of good things. But he's still he's wrong. He's fostering division, and I don't like it. It's heading towards that direction. I mean, it would be hilarious if he who converted to Catholicism from Anglicanism and then goes from Ang uh, Catholicism uh, because he went through a, a few bad liturgies where someone was wearing a Grover t-shirt and shorts uh, giving out communion. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, he goes from from the middle because he, he goes from uh, from mainstream Catholicism because of the Novus Ordo Mass and then they see all the he sees all these problems within the church. What do you expect? Well why wouldn't if you have human beings you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have some some um you're always gonna have rotten rotten apples. Judas Iscariot was one of them. There were several people throughout the church of rotten apples and then all of a sudden now he goes from uh mainstream Catholicism to uh extremely radical Catholicism because He's not happy with the liturgy. I think, you know, it's still, there's still a little, little, little bit of a Protestant in him. Except it's a Protestant within Catholicism. Instead of leaving Catholicism completely, now he stays in. Just like these um, radical left, instead of leaving Catholicism, they decide to remain in the church. You know, and then foster division there. So you got left fostering division and you got radical trads fostering division. It's it's problematic. And so the best thing I can say is we have to be saints. Yes, pray your rosary. Taylor Marshall's right about that. Pray your rosary. Study your faith. Study the catechism. Just a few minutes every day. You don't need to, you don't need to, you know, listen to good Catholic teaching. Another thing is read the Bible. Read at least the New Testament, read some Psalms. Add a little bit of that throughout your day. And I believe pray for unity. 
Pray for conversion. Pray for the conversion on the people on the far left. Pray for conversion for the people on the far right. All right, and also pray. Pray for the holy souls in purgatory. Fast if you could add a few, you know, a few day, a few minutes of your day, just a, maybe up to three o'clock. Try to, try to remain off. Uh, offer it up. Offer it up for the suffering souls in purgatory. Offer it up for someone converting. Offer it up for uh, for someone who could be sick. Offer it up for those who have been, uh, who suffered uh, abuse, for for the victims of sexual abuse crisis from from clergy. That's another thing we have to. Our prayers can be helpful, as Father Chris Alar says. Christ, God can use our prayers to save people, even people who, out of time, people who have been dead for, for, for a long time, God can work and save people anytime. You know, we participate with Christ in, 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 in our offering up, we take part in the cross. We have to do that. Pray for, you know, for a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of the stuff. Pray for our country. Fast a little bit for them. Make a few minutes every day just for, 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 for the souls in purgatory, for the victims of sexual abuse, for those who have walked away from the faith, for those who are dividing the faith, for those who are, you know, like, who are spreading confusion. Offer that up because we need to be saints. The more you know your faith, the more you're willing to, the more you come closer to Christ. Those things are important. We have to do that. This year, we don't know what to expect, but the final uh, point of it is that I've learned a lot more about prayer in the last two years, and I learned that I do have to pray the rosary, and I do have to know my faith. And I know now, uh, on YouTube, you can listen to the Divine Mercy on YouTube. Chris, Father Chris Alar is great, and there's also other people... Uh, uh, faith and re, uh, reason and theology, they're great. We need to learn about our faith. We need to learn more about our our Catholic faith, our Catholic Christian faith. And we need to study the Bible. But we can't fix anything in the church if we don't know our faith. A lot of the things that Michael Voris said is all true. One thing I have to say about Church Militant, they've done a good job about that. But to resist doesn't mean to um, rebel against the church. It means we can make our voices heard. And the way we can make our voices heard, you don't have to put money in that basket. All right. Um, we, we have to make the bishops know this, that they can't, they, we, we, we have to make the bishops know they have to speak up. They have to say something. Okay, if we keep seeing contradiction where uh, people with known sins, well-known sins like President Biden, Nancy Pelosi for the things that they support or any other Catholic politician who's in public office who supports things that are contrary to the faith, that give scandal to the faith, how do we expect people in our, uh, you know, to remain Catholic? 
Half the Catholics don't even believe in the real presence now because these politicians contradict the faith. And because these, these bishops don't, don't seem to want to do anything. So, yeah, we can resist, but in a proper way. But to say, I'm going to quit being Catholic because, and I'm not going to join the Orthodox Church? No. Or become Protestant? No. No. You have to remain in the church. And first of all, the sacrament. If there's evil in the church, it's because there's a lack of holiness. And there's a lack of prayer. We have to do something for our faith. We have to be more, be more active. Also praying the divine mercy. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is important. Pray for the conversion of sinners. Pray for the conversion of politicians. Pray for the conversion of your loved ones. Pray for the conversion of souls. Pray for the souls in purgatory. Strive to be holy. Ask the Lord to give you the grace. Ask our Blessed Mother to pray for us so that we can be more holy. Go to confession. Study your faith. Read the scriptures. Pray the rosary. Pray pray the, the divine mercy. Read the lives of saints. Catholic, no one said Catholicism is easy. It's not easy. It's hard. And it can be very lonely. Trust me, I know. Okay? Catholics are lukewarm. I'm a convert to Catholicism, and I've been a convert now for years. And I'm not giving up. I know now... By listening to the right people, guess what? I've discovered this just right before the end of the new year. I discovered this, discovered two channels on YouTube. Actually, more. Divine Mercy and uh, uh, Reason and Faith. And also other apologetic channels. I'm going to mention, I can't remember the next, the last one. but it, But both of them are great. And I'm learning about my faith and I'm learning more. And the more I learn, the more I can be a better participant. These things are important for all of us. We are not going to change anything. We're not going to change anything at all. So my um, response is, please pray, pray, pray and study your faith. For this year, I'm going to try to do more catechesis. I'm going to do more I'm going to try to actually do more of the lives of the saints because I think we need we need to know more. I'm going to do a little bit more on the divine mercy. I'm going to do a little bit more on on the on the uh actually more new I'm going to try to do a little bit more news but more more on trying to improve the faith. Uh but I'm going to still continue doing the uh the 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 liturgy, the the readings because I think that's also important. There's a lot I want to do. I want to do more content to help people learn about their faith. So I'm going to end it here and um, I'll get back to you. Uh, Actually, I'm going to work a little harder on the content to be more prepared. And I'm going to read things uh, to you guys that are helpful. And yeah, I'll continue to do the news and I'll continue to do the scriptures. But I'm I'm going to try to be a little bit more... um, more, more quality content. Okay. So I'll get back uh, to you soon. Maybe I'll do another podcast during the middle of the week, hopefully. 
because I'm going to be going back to work. Yes, I have to go back to work, unfortunately. And and uh, for the uh, this year, yeah, I had to do a little bit more than my neighbor upstairs, unfortunately. But let's uh, let's continue being uh, being saints. Let's continue growing in holiness. So God bless and uh, be well.